What's up, guys? Welcome to the Honest Tattooer Podcast. My name is John Messa, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Triano. Hey, how you doing? What's up, guys? And we have a big panel of people today. Jesse from Ink Link. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Welcome to the pod. Vega. What's up? G Money on the couch. What up? And also, Legion of Ink on the couch. Hello. So, for the people that don't know you guys, let's start it off how we always do. Let's start off with Vega. Yeah. Uh, state your name, where you're from, how long you've been tattooing, what kind of tats you do. Okay. My name's Daniel Vega, but I, you go by my last name, Vega. I've been tattooing for three years. Uh, I apprenticed under No Idols, and now I work at uh, Ozone Tattoo in Cross Bay, Queens. Style I like to do is like traditional tattoos, but I'll take anything that comes out the door. That's, that's it. Damn right. You should take everything that comes yeah, out the door, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much That's pretty much it for three years, um, yeah. Did you press the record button on that thing? Definitely okay, did. Good. Just good yeah. to know. And uh, G Money, for those that don't know, the most infamous. All right. So my name is Gabe. I go by G Money. And I like to do sick tats. <laughs> Just damn right. That's it. And G Money does do very sick tats, I will say. Yeah. Thank you, my bro. Yeah. I just have fun with it. I love what I do. And Liege. Sir. Um, so my name is Legion Avenio. I own Fallen Sparrow Tattoos in Kissimmee, Florida. And I think I do realism. I mean, I don't... I. I just tattoo, man. I don't know. If it comes out looking real, it's always a great thing. Um, I try my hardest, I guess. But I also tattoo anything that comes into the door. I do little names from time to time. You, you know, know, angel numbers, yeah. 444. Not yeah. above it. I'm, I'm not above it at all, man. I love doing those. There you go. Yeah, they get you new clients all the time. All yeah. the time until they yeah. ask for something crazy. Right. right. <laughs> so I have two yeah. portraits by this guy next to me over here. And they're like, over seven years old, and they still look incredible. Yeah, you got you a compliment on it the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are always cool. like, "Whoa, when? Did, how? How did? How soon did you get those done?" I was like, "Man, these are these, these are, are old. Yeah, these are yeah. matured." <laughs> yeah. How long you been tattooing? Seventeen years now. Seventeen wow. years. Yeah. And Jesse, what's up? I'm Jesse. I'm the owner of Inklink. I am not an artist. I'm not a studio owner. I can't draw a straight line on a stick figure. Uh, we do marketing for tattoo shops and we've been working with no idols for a little over a year now yeah cool right. awesome. and that is the reason why you are here the reason why we're all here today we're going to talk about marketing about the value of it about the importance of it and how much you guys are probably not doing it and something that i've learned uh in my years of tattooing is that marketing yourself is just as important as getting good at tattooing. You could be the best fucking tattooer, but guess what? If no one knows about you, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. It doesn't Mm. matter. You have to learn to put your work out there and you have to put it in front of everyone's faces. And nowadays, I feel like it's even more important because we're in a sea of really good, awesome tattooers. So how are you going to stand out? How are people going to find you? I always try to preach to everyone that, you know, the way that I've been able to grow my business is by building relationships with my clients. You know, I want to be that guy to my clients. I want my clients to come up with a great experience and trust me and, you know, tell their friends that I need to be the guy that they get tattooed by. Now, not everyone can have the same way of, of approaching, you know, their career. And some people are very introverted. They don't really talk, you know, like we were talking in the last podcast, like, I call everybody. Everybody has my phone number. I like text back and forth with my clients. I find no problem with that. 
Because at the end of the day, every year, my goal is to get maybe, um, this is rubbing. Yeah. Yeah. Every year, my goal is to establish a solid relationship with like 15 people, man. That's it. 365 days. I need 15 really good clients in a year, you know, and I can be fine. Uh, I'd rather do less people and build bigger relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Then go through like a whole lot of people and I don't even remember their names and they don't remember mine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's just my approach. But luckily there's people like Jesse that are helping to connect, you know, clients and tattooers with their shops and customers. And I think that that's great. So the way we linked up, funny inkling, <laughs> <laughs> the way we, link, we linked up was because I found the need to increase the amount of traffic that was being driven to my shop. And uh, in New York City, there's shops everywhere. You know, they're just like down the block in every direction, there's like, we're 10 minutes away from a new shop. You know, so like uh, I, I knew that in order to have the shop uh, get attention online, it's gonna it was going to take diligence and work. And it's a lot more work than you think it probably is. It's a lot more than just posting every day on Instagram, which most of you probably don't even post every day on Instagram. You're posting every other day, you know, but how many of you have even looked at your Google page or updated your Google page or updated the way that you're found or you're the SEO on your website? And I feel like those are the things that Inklink has been able to streamline for me and also the advertising. Um, And by advertising, I don't mean just spending money on uh, promoting one of your tattoo posts on Instagram. Because honestly, the times that I did that, it felt like it was money not well spent. So. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. I feel the same way. Yeah. I've done it a couple mm-hmm. of times in the past and it just felt like a waste. It felt like a waste of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, welcome. Thank you. All right. And uh, first, why don't you tell people about you and how you got involved in this? So to your point, like, is it better to be the best known or the best tattoo artist. And I believe that it's somewhere in the middle, but we all know a tattoo artist that is absolute dog shit that is booked out for three, six, nine months just because people know who they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So finding that happy medium, like there's, I mean, pretty much anywhere you live, there's, there's plenty of work. There's plenty of people getting tattooed. You just need to be able to get in front of them. Yeah. And that is, that is the hardest part to your point, a lot of people don't even post organically on Instagram. They don't do any kind of social media stuff. And if they do, it's sparse um, or sparse. It's, there's not a lot actually that goes into it. Um, and then they wonder why they're not able to get new clients outside of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to add to what you said, though. I, I, I heard someone say it, and I think it's, it's perfect, that most often the most well-known artist or anybody but the most well-known of something is not necessarily the best it's just the person who is marketing themselves the best the best best. yeah Yeah. i mean there's plenty of amazing tattoo artists that i follow and probably most of you guys follow that don't have a huge following at all and they're probably some of the best tattooers you know it's a perfect example of that fuck yeah yeah, exactly Real. I said it. I was like, bro, you're one of the best fucking tattoo artists that nobody knows about. 
follow. I'm like, I'm like gatekeeping Gabe. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Follow at Gabe Tattoos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> follow straight up, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think like the quicker that you identify that that is a problem in your business, then the quicker you're gonna be able to grow it. I feel like when people work under a shop, they assume that it's going to be the shop's sole responsibility to promote them. I want to give you a fucking wake up call, dude. I own a shop and I have 11 artists that works here. When traffic gets driven to this website, they are going to get 11 people to pick from. You are competing, competing with the people in your own shop when it comes to people that just go to the website and look at the artist. Wake up, bro. So here's my thing with that, man. Like, so he can drive right from, from what you do, Jesse, you can drive as many people as you want to a shop. Right. But if the people that are there can't sell themselves because they don't know how, then regardless of how many people you bring out, if they can't retain them, then your work is for nothing. And the shop really isn't benefiting from something like, like what you do. So like, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, a coupling maybe of of what you do and then training artists to sell themselves you know and not just if someone brings a pinterest tattoo and say hey i want to get this you just do it quickly or whatever and try to get that person to the door if you sell them your art you sell them your idea your vision and like, like john is saying you make them uh one of those those preferred clients that you're trying to meet like 15 out of the year now you've retained that person so what you do has value because without that, without you knowing how to sell it, what you do doesn't have value. You could drive a hundred people more than I have right now a month to my shop. But if my, if my artists can't retain them, then it was for nothing, you know? Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent. There is a marrying of marketing, which is what we do. And then salesmanship. Like there's two sides to this coin. Yeah. And we've seen shops where you can drive a ton of people in and right. And we were talking to a shop a couple months ago and their, their lifetime value of a client is $231. That's fucking horrible. That's yeah. Like, that's how terrible. That's <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Terrible. Yeah. Like literally wow. on our Zoom calls, like they went through their stripe and they looked at it and that was how, okay, yeah. there's, there's a lot more problems than, right. I mean, we can bring you people, but I mean, if you do not have a good lifetime value of a client, if you do not have good rapport with them, there, there's it's great to get new clients, but being able to retain them for the next three, five, seven years is huge. Right. I mean, I've been going to the same artist for 11 years now because he's, he's become one of my good friends. He's one of the nicest people I ever meet. He does good work. Yeah. But that's the other side of this coin. Like marketing is great and it does a ton. Like you were retained. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Right. 100%. Right. Um, but if you have a bad personality or mm-hmm. you don't have good, um, bedside manner mm-hmm. you're gonna lose out on so much potential i mean the right. lifetime value of a client is huge because if you can get a new client for 60 dollars and you're able to get 1500 dollars out of them over the next seven years that's a right. hell of a turnaround, right you know? so yeah. um, definitely two sides to that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah man i've had really really good tattooers that they do good tattoos and they get so cut up on the idea that it should just be the tattoo. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, that's, that's not it. Right. That's half the equation. Yeah. That is just half, man. 
Because like what you started in the conversation, there's people that suck at tattooing. They're amazing at creating an awesome experience with you. Mm-hmm. And they're, they'll retain those people for years. Yeah. And you see them with terrible sleeves in your bars. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you see them mm-hmm. with terrible sleeves, but they speak so highly of the people that tattooed them because they're just good people. And, you know, you got to figure it out. Like if you're there, if you've been tattooing for, you know, seven years, eight years, 10 years, and you're still like struggling to like have people refer people to you, you need to really look in the mirror and be like, what am I doing that is not getting those people done? You know, if you're doing, if you're a walking artist and you're constantly doing walk-ins, but none of those walk-ins are coming back and wanting to get more tattoos from you specifically, you're doing something wrong. Right. I feel like we've all, you know, have been tattooing for very similar ages, except for Vega. Yeah. You know, and I think like (laughs) almost everybody that, you know, is tattooing here. I've seen you guys have clients that you've, that I've seen them for years already. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a huge, huge fucking thing. And some of those people haven't even got, has, have gotten tattooed by all of us. You know, like I've had some of my clients get tattooed by Matt. Some of Mm. Matt's clients get tattooed by me. Same thing with Gabe. Mm-hmm. I've tattooed some of his clients and some of my clients have gotten tattooed by him. Yeah. And I think the best thing is when you, then you have the clients that then are like, oh, go to that shop. Those guys are great. You know, get tattooed by this guy, that guy, that guy. They're all fucking awesome. Like mm. they all do different stuff. Like whatever you want, just go to them. And yeah. I feel like that's the best combination of things. So then you have the support of a team and building a team is the hardest thing, but the best way to succeed. Is to build a solid fucking team of people that not only can work together really well, constantly inspire each other, but have each other's back, you know, in, in these instances where it's like, you know, something comes in and I think that Matt can do it better. I'm probably going to recommend it to them. And that's just been my experience so far. That just reminded me, has Christopher Lee reached out to you recently? No. He was texting me yesterday. He was like, I don't know, man. So he just opened up that shop in Newburgh. Mm-hmm. Brand new fucking shop, right? He was texting me yesterday morning. Chris, hey, what's up, man? Shout out to you. He goes, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to close down. I'm like, what? You just opened? He's like, yeah, I just think that the area is not that great. Hmm. I'm like, well, and the first thing I said to him was like, is the area not that great or are you just not promoting yourself? Because yeah. we're at a point in the tattoo world that I don't think it matters where you are yeah. like as your location of your shop. It yeah. does not matter. Mm-hmm. I don't as think long so. as you promote yourself right, that's good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But a lot of the people that I'm trying to hire just aren't a right fit and it's just not working out. And I think it's the people in the area that are the tattooers around here that are trying to work here. Those are the guys that aren't fitting with you. So he Uh told me he was going to reach out to you to talk about what it's like to try to find a good fit, a good crew of people. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I don't think any tattoo shop owner has the answer to that. No, I don't, man. It's no. it's been a revolving door of people that come and go and you know, some people just fit in and some people don't. But I think that like I've been successful about generating an environment where uh like you just told me right now where we were getting a drink next door of like, hey man, like your shop has a really good vibe, you know? And I think that that's that's the key. Just find people that you vibe with and uh, just be choosy on, on, on who you bring in, but don't be afraid to bring people in, see if they fit in. If they don't, then just be quick, you know, hire quickly, but fire even quicker if it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, that's a huge thing. And I haven't always been good at that because I'm a very, I love to give people chances. I love the, 
underdog story. Like they're going to change my fucking mind. I fucking love that. Oh man. That's the worst. I hear you laughing over there. You yeah. probably relate. Yeah, man. Oh man. You're like, Oh man, I see their potential. I feel like they can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, there's times where you just got to let it go. I think that's clutch though. If you create an environment that appeals to people who are not in your local community and you get people willing to commute to your shop to work, that's where you're going to get the people outside of the homies in the town trying to tattoo. Yeah. Like think about it. All of it. I mean, granted we live in New York city anywhere is 45 minutes away, but I live outside of Manhattan. I got to pay a bunch of tolls to get here. Sometimes it takes me an hour, hour and a half to get here sitting in traffic, but it's worth it because yeah. John created an amazing shop that I want to be at every day. Woo. And it's, it's so much better I could easily work at 10 shops that are within walking distance to my house, right? <laughs> but I'd rather come and, you know, trek the traffic and pay the tolls and park and walk here from three blocks away or 10 blocks away or 20 blocks away, depending on where I can get, find a parking spot. Yeah. All that is worth it because you created a spot. that Feels good fun. to work, to work at, you know? And I think that that's, thank you for, for saying that, man. Cause I really, I really take pride in that, that I'm like, oh man, I really want a place where I wanted to create a place where I felt good about coming into and I wanted everybody else that's here to feel the same way. And I, I never wanted a place where people felt like, you know, I had a, a, a something with somebody online today and I was like, yeah, dude, I didn't, I didn't get into tattooing so I could have meetings with the HR department, bro. <laughs> like, <so laughs> I was like, that's not what I'm about, homie. Like, you know, like he's like, keep it professional. I'm like, well, what does that really mean, dude? In tattooing, bro. Like there's, exactly. there's a level to that before I tell somebody to get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> like it's plain and simple. <laughs> um, but back to you, Jesse, what, what have you found that has been, uh, points of struggle for people out there? I mean, I think you guys, uh, hit the nail on the head with what you were just talking about, a mixture of having a good environment. Um, like that guy that I was talking about that has been tattooing me for about 10 years. He is the only person that has grown in our town. And I mean, we're about 50,000 people. We're in the middle of nowhere, but there's probably 12 shops. When he started, it was just him in a tiny little spot. And now he has seven artists. He's got 3000 square feet. Um, no other shop has grown at all. I mean, kind of come and gone, but it's all about the, the environment. It's all about the, the rapport you're building with people. Um, and building a welcoming place. I mean, you know, I got my first tattoo 19 years ago and it was a street shop and it was a very typical get in my chair, get tattooed, get out, never talk to me again. Don't look me in the eyes. So yeah. like never went back there. Um, so that, that is a huge part and everybody makes bad hires. I've made plenty of bad hires myself, but like you said, hire slow, fire fast. It's not going to be a good fit. You know, I do the same thing as you. I tend to give people too many chances, but it never ends up working out in the end. Yeah. And it makes a bad work environment for everybody. And when somebody comes to your shop, if there's tension in the air, people can always tell. People yeah. aren't talking to each yeah. other. Like it's it's a weird environment to be in. We've all been in a shop like that. So that that it's an experience for somebody. For tattoo tattooists, tattoo shops owners, this is their daily job. For somebody like me that's coming in, like this is an experience. Like I'm, I'm trusting you put this thing on my body. I want, you know, I don't want to come in here and feel like there's this tension. People aren't talking to each other. It's a, it's weird for me. Like when somebody's stressed out, they're not going to tap to talk to me when I'm sitting in the yeah. chair. I just want to leave. I'm never coming back. I, 
I think too many tattooers get caught up on the fact that to them is just another day at work. And they forget that to that person is an experience. It's an experience. It's an especially mm-hmm. it's a special day for them. And try to get into their, you know, state of mind that it's a special day for them and try to contribute to that good experience and to that good memory. And uh it's your time to put aside all of your own bullshit and think about the person that's on the other side of that needle and just be like, all right, cool. Let me let me cater to them for this bit, you know? And and that also grinds my gears. It's just some tattooers just feel like they're fucking like a gift from the gods. They think that they're like a gift from the tattoo gods. Like there's not another tattooer literally six feet away from you, probably. Mm -hmm. They can do the same fucking shit that you're doing, dude. And, you know, there's another tattooer that's at another shop that will be happier and nicer and smoother talking than you are, bro. You know, and then you're going to fucking lose that client. They're not going to come back to you. Because you just treated it like a transaction. And that shit sucks. Yeah, man. I always tell my people that it's a moment to you, but it's momentous to them. So treat it as that. Like every time you're about to sit down. Actually, um, you had had put this. um, uh, Can you say that one more time? That was beautiful. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) <laughs> what i say i blacked out um no but yeah you, so, it's a moment in time but for them it's momentous. it's momentous yeah so you had shown me this uh this video a while back back when we were still watching <clears throat> cds like dvds and stuff and um because we're old but um <laughs> yeah so one of them said that uh that every single line that that dude did like he did that with purpose like every single line was its own individual tattoo and that i i luckily saw that like early on in my career and so i treated it as that every single time and so again it's a moment to you but momentous to them and so if you can make that moment like just be there in that moment be present be entertaining in that moment be yeah not not entertainment in the sense of like you're you're fuck you're juggling here like a fucking monkey like i'm not saying that either but you are creating an experience for them to make them come back right mm-hmm. otherwise they don't You've gone back to that dude for 11 years because he gave you an experience. So that's what you're selling, right? If you don't sell the experience, you're just another empty shell of a place and you don't want to go back to it. You feel that thickness in the air because it wasn't an experience, right? Mm -hmm. So in that same way, I think... um, how do you block that out? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And when they look at us, I wave. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes they come in. Yeah, they come in. That's funny. It's wild. Um, but yeah, so that's that's experience is where it's at, man. I want to add on to what you just said. It has nothing to do with anything other than you were saying like every line was his own individual tattoo. Right. Orin Hurley, shout out to Orin. Hello, hello, how you doing? When I was early on in my career, he was kind of like a guy that I look up to and a lot of uh, the people in the town that I tattooed, he was like, he was the guy to go to. So everything that he had to offer was like gold. And one of the tidbits of information that he gave me when I was working with him for uh, a little while was that if you zoom into a tattoo that you do, every square inch should be perfect. You shouldn't zoom out to the entire tattoo and as a whole it looks good but if you zoom in there's like not so great areas of it but it's okay because the entire tattoo is passable yeah Mm -hmm. every inch of that tattoo should be its own tattoo perfect yeah 
Oh, that's like the that's cool, man. The, the like close that. up challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the close up challenge. Man, what have you guys been doing to promote yourselves? Can I start? Yeah. Um, I've been posting on my stories, um, posting a tattoo every now and then, posting flash. But like you said, like posting every other day doesn't really enhance your what's the word I'm looking for? Like your advertisement to others or to the general client or the person that's trying to get that you're trying to get into the table which is why i wanted to go back to you because you're like tattooing uh been tattooed by the same guy for 11 years and i would assume you have given him like the word of mouth like oh check on my friend like he's given me like that's something i'm trying to aspire for to gain the word of mouth ability that that will get you know that one person i tattoo will talk to his friend and talk they'll It'll just accumulate from there. But then on, on top of that, we live in the 21st century where social media is just the, the pinnacle of getting people in your chair. And for me, like I'm always feeling at a disadvantage because not to say I'm like socially awkward or anything, but like I'm not able, I don't think I'm able to advertise myself and relate to like my hobbies as an artist outside of tattooing with my tattooing included. So it's like, it's not only being a personality, but it's also being like, oh, yeah, I'm also an artist and I have I, I'm a human being. I have things to do as well. So so my question would be like, where where does the gray line meet when it comes to like being sociable and being a tattooer that's able to advertise themselves to the next the next step? So there's honestly nothing better than word of mouth. Like, I mm-hmm. love what we do. Like, we do great. We bring in. You know, a lot of clients for a lot of shops, mm-hmm. but word of mouth will always be king. Yeah, I so agree. having that rapport with people, and and I'm the same way. Like I am, I'm more of an introvert for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even if you just have like a list of questions, man, um, just you know, ask them about themselves and stuff. It's people like to talk about themselves. It's not super hard to make somebody feel welcome, at least. Mm-hmm. Versus. You know, I mean, John seems like a heck of an extrovert, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the same way. And when I get on the phone with like a tattoo shop that's thinking about working with us, Mm -hmm. it's really just talking about them and stuff. Um, On the flip side of that coin, doing like paid marketing is, is a surefire way to bring in new clients. What lands on the tattoo artist is like we've been talking about retaining those clients and getting Mm -hmm. them to come back. There, there is an endless supply of people that want to get tattooed. You know, I know everybody had a weird for most people had a weird 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot slower than 2022 when everybody had stimulus money and all that stuff. Yeah, so 2023, yeah, yeah, it was a really weird year. Um, but it's not like people weren't getting tattooed. Yeah. I mean, the industry grew like 20% uh, in 2023 and it hit $1.9 billion just in the U S and it's projected to double again in the next five years, which is insane. That's my, it's where crazy. Are getting those numbers from? <laughs> I would actually have to pull up the study. Um, yeah. Is it like Family Feud? We've talked to a hundred people. Estimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, myself and you know Ryan Orlai. Yeah. Yes. Ryan Roy. Yeah. Um, we had this conversation on his podcast. Um, he would be able to quote it better than I am, but I can show you a study about it. Yeah. 
But the, I mean, you guys have seen how many tattoo shops have popped up in the last couple of years oh, yeah. since COVID. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. You know, I'm not 100% sure the regulations in New York, but if you go to a place like Colorado where you can literally buy a machine off Amazon mm-hmm. and open a shop, you don't need Bloodborne, you don't need anything. You can wow. be a dog shit tattoo artist and like it does not matter. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah. 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 So just, um, there's a lot of things are going into the industry growing. One, you get a bunch of, I say kids, but, Younger people understanding like, hey, I got a liberal arts degree. I can't do anything with this, but I'm a good artist. Oh, I can make 150 an hour. You know, shop takes half, but still, that's better than anything a lot of people are going to be able to do mm-hmm. in the world today, especially coming out of school and being younger. They get to set their own schedule. There, there's so many perks to what, what a tattoo artist can do these days. So that's a lot of what we're seeing, the growth of the industry. But again, even though if... There's going to be double the shops essentially in the next couple of years. Um, there's still like the same amount of people getting tattooed. You just need to get them in front of you and get them into your chairs. Yeah. It's the, the, the pie is just getting split further and further and further apart. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to have to go back to breaking windows and burning shops guys. Come on. Molotov cocktail. You know, let's do it. At, yeah. at least the tattoo school. Man. I'm, down to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to burn some windows there, man. Cause it's getting crazy, bro. Mm. Yeah, but I always say somebody's always turning eighteen years old, man. So the people are always going to be there, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and especially you look at like the like the older generation did not like wasn't big into tattoos. Mm-hmm. My mom cried the first time I got mine, and the second <laughs> time I got mine. Um, <laughs> But you're getting this older population that's still getting tattooed. So you're having this whole segment just kind of move. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many more people getting tattooed. So, yeah. again, the people are there. Right. It's just you getting in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's just so much more competition. So it's harder to, especially for artists that have been around for a while now, what you did before is not going to work anymore. Right. Yeah. It's just not. Right. And uh, it's time to try new things. And most people aren't like us trying a new equipment and that it doesn't work. We got it eventually. Hours. You have to be resilient. You have to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we only started two hours later than we planned. <laughs> hey, could be worse. Uh, and the next time we do it, it'll be faster and we'll get, we'll get the hang of it. I think that that's, that's, the, it. that's the whole point. It's yeah. like, you know, you have to try new things. It might not work around the first time, but. Uh, whenever I started, you know, my one thing I, that I need to fucking do is fucking TikTok. I need to be on TikTok more. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't want them to steal my information, John. <laughs> no, don't do it. Bro, they can steal anything from me. I don't <laughs> care, dude. I'm telling you, bro. I want TikTok on my brain. Put a chip on me. I don't Jesus. care. Oh, my god. Chip me up. Oh Chinese are going to make a clone John Mesa. <laughs> Yo. <I'm> sick. <laughs> He'll know Kung Fu right away. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude, straight up. I, I, you know, it's, it's just every time that there's some new kind of social media way to connect with people, I, I try to jump on it. TikTok's been the harder one to kind of crack. Are you on threads? No, because I don't really like just typing short bits. And Oh, I'm on threads, but stuff. I'm also on Twitter. What? What's threads? It's, it's Instagram's version of Twitter. And yeah. Yeah. Zuckerberg's Twitter. There you Why? Go. Why? They're at war. <laughs> yeah, because Zuck and Elon are going at it, bro. Yeah. The competition is real. Um, I don't hear anybody talking about that at all. 
Yeah. No, not at all. The only time I see threads is when they sneak it into my feed. And yeah. I see like, oh, look at that there. But So basically nobody's really using it? I don't think so. I don't think anybody's really using it. I'm not using it. They have um, a high yeah. user count because any it was so easy <clears throat> to get on it if you already had Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Dude, I don't even hashtag. I don't tag anybody. You don't have to anymore. No. If you write a good enough description. I don't write description. I said, just say thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, you're, yeah. <laughs> then you're missing out. You're missing yeah. out because like. Uh, People don't read. Instagram is now a search engine. <laughs> so the more you type in your caption, all those keywords are actually searchable. So you don't necessarily have to use actual hashtags, which it, it still, it does help. But hashtags and a long description in your caption if you use keywords in there, it'll help you grow a lot more. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, describe your tattoo a little bit more in depth. And, you know, even if you don't want to, and, and <clears throat> something that I, I think has done well is to tell a little bit of the story behind the thing. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, right. I can do that. You know, tell a little bit of why you, this, you made your decisions, why this looks like this. Okay. Because there'll be keywords there that will then trigger and also will also. For the people that like to read captions, they're going to stay and read that caption. And That's gonna be very uh, even something as simple, like <laughs> let's say you you write something short about yeah. it. Yeah. If you want it to be a little, a little bit more lengthy, just go and chat GPT, man. And like, yo, this is what this was about. Can you shorten it? No, make it longer. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Make it longer. Make, you know, oh, like the this other is way. what this is about, you know, like write, elaborate on this. Okay. You know, and then it'll give you some more and then you can edit that to make it sound a little bit more like you. No shit. Okay. Yeah, it's worth it. There's so many cool things you can do with ChatGPT. Tattoo artists are very opinionated when it comes to AI stuff. And I understand there's like a worry that in a couple of years it could take their job, something like that, um, like mid-journey. But there's so many cool things you can do with AI. Like you were just talking about, like if you are trying to put out more content, you can ask it, what are the most searched on Google terms when it comes to somebody finding a tattoo artist? Give me 30 of them. Okay, now take those and now give me uh, topics or speaking points on all of them. Give me bullet points, write actual posts on Instagram. And it will do this in seconds. There is so much cool stuff when it comes to using it for organic posting that you can do. Um, and nobody, nobody does it. And it takes... So little time because that's you know why no thing. one does it. Oh, that's like so much work. I didn't want to be a tattoo artist so I could do all this extra non-tattooy shit. I just want to sit on my station and draw, and then I want people to show up and want my drawings. <laughs> that's the fucking tattooer nowadays. They're like, I just want to sit here and I want people to find me. And then when they come to me, I want to act like I'm cooler than them, and I want them to pretty much beg me to fucking tattoo them. <laughs> go fuck yourself dude <laughs> the, the ego of the tattoo artist is something else bro it's crazy to me look it at them all with f- their fancy mics and headphones laughing at them <laughs> oh my god dude it's fucking crazy to me dude. I fucking hate them you know how hard I work to get good at drawing? Yeah. People should just worship my drawings now. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. bro. There's like a fucking million tattoo artists that are really you know how good long, at drawing, bro. You know how long it took me to master that brapping <laughs> nine round liner across <laughs> oh, the skin oh surface? God. It drives me <laughs> insane, bro. It's like one of my favorite things is like when I talk to people and they're like, God damn, dude, like you're just so nice and you're just so like, 
you know, like personal with me and you just treat me like I've, I've gone to artists and they were just so like treating me so distant, you know? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like that, cause that's, I don't fuck with that at all. I don't fuck with that whatsoever. You know, if you can really break that wall and just let people, let people get to know you, start treating your either potential customers, like people you want to get to know and people that you want them to know a little bit about you. And like, uh, to one question that Vegas said earlier, usually when I tattoo people, I'm going to, we're going to talk about music because we all listen to fucking music to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about food. And then we're going to talk about like something personal. We're going to talk about either if we have kids, we're going to talk about our kids, you know, those little things for me, because those are things that I like and I'm passionate about help me connect with people. Now for you, I know you're into video games, yeah. right? You know, if you lead to like, oh dude, did you play street fighter? And somebody goes like, I don't fucking play video games, bro. Now what? What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now what? Now what? Now yeah, what you're right. You're absolutely it. right. Yeah. You know? Like I've tried in numerous situations to be sociable and try to communicate with the person getting tattooed by me, like before the shop I'm at now, I always find I always found myself in situations where I would try to like in, like insinuate conversation, but it'd always be like a wall between us. And I'm like, well, the tattoo's done. Like, here's my card. Like, get tattooed by me. And then it's like, oh well, I'm from Europe. I don't I don't speak English. <laughs> and you're like, well, f- fuck yeah, Fine. <laughs> that's it though. Some some people just don't want to. I had a guy here the other day. He he was here from like, I don't know, six, seven hours. He came in. I did the guy that did the snake. On his yeah, own. yeah. 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 He came in. He had an ebook from the minute he walked in. He was reading this book on his phone. Yeah. I drew an entire sleeve on his arm and then outlined it. And I didn't speak barely any, any, any words to him at all because he was just engulfed in his book. Dude, I stuff. know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And. I already have like two things that I want to talk about this guy. One, he was fucking jacked. Yeah, he was a stubby guy. He was, he was a stubby jacked. dude. Oh, yeah. man. This dude Hold was on. jacked. I would be like, so hard my man, Matriano say. stop flexing on me. You look too buff. What are you doing in the gym? What's your workout routine? What's your routine, dude? Exactly, dude. Yeah. I'm sure a guy that looks like that, he takes care of how he looks. I would have just pried right into that. He was also crushing weights. But see, like he... I, I wouldn't though because he clearly was into what he was reading. Right. You know, I, I don't want to bother him or interrupt his flow. Like, I'm, I'm not totally gonna, no. gonna fucking nah, break nah, his nah, flow. Nah, fuck that. I'm gonna ask him about <laughs> that. And then too, I'm gonna be like, yo, what are you reading about? Nah. I'm totally gonna ask him what are you reading about? Tell me about it. What is this about? See, if the if he came in and he was just staring at the ceiling, yes, you're gonna I, at least I would start a conversation. He's preoccupied. If he came in with headphones, he's listening to his music, he's zoning out, then I wouldn't try to bother him and you know take him out of his uh, Zen moment. Yeah, right. Like that's how he deals with. Right. Maybe it is, but I, I feel like it's it's a. Uh, I don't know. I consider those moments like you still want to let him have his space and his time, but you still have to find the opportunity to build. Mm-hmm. There's you still have to find the opportunity to build, like because sometimes people do come in with books and shit like that, and then I'll. I, I'll break him out of there. I'm like, dude, this is living this moment right now. I want you to live here right now with me and be present 
And I know you're interested in this book. You can go finish that book later, dude. We're going to fucking talk. We're going to vibe. You know, even if it's like at some point you talk for a little bit, then you go to the book and then you go back, you know. But I think it's a, it's a matter of like breaking the, the, the wall to the point that they feel comfortable to start sharing because they're in a strange place. You're comfortable in this environment and it's to make them feel as comfortable in this environment as you are. But some people can do that really fast. Think about a, a very good restaurant that you've been to and you have an amazing waiter that immediately makes you feel like, oh my God, this is like the best place ever, you know? Cause just the way they talk to you, the words they use, you know, like, have you, oh man, what restaurant was it? There was a restaurant, can't remember now, but like one thing that they would tell their waiters, instead of being standing when you talk to people, if there's room there, sit next to them. Hmm. I do that when I do consultations on the couch, I sit next to them. Yeah, you sit next to them, you know? Hmm. It just creates a completely different vibe, you know, when like, the waiter just goes, sits right next to you. Like, yeah, man. So these have a special today. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. Okay. That, that's a, that's a interesting touch for a waiter. though. You I wouldn't know. expect that. You wouldn't expect that. It mm -hmm. surprises you, you know, but that's, yeah. those are little things of just like, you know, uh, I started doing sales when I was very young and I studied a lot of things about just body language and things like that. And how about like when people lean into you, it just creates a different vibe than when you're, up, back away with your hands behind you when your hands in front like the little things like that will change mm. the way that people react to you you know so it's like mm -hmm. even something as simple as like we're this is our front desk here at the shop there's a very different when like somebody comes in and you want to ask them like yo what do you want to get tattooed when you're next to them right here or if you're on the other side of the bar mm -hmm. right yeah very yeah. different vibe you know yeah. mm -hmm. it's but see, that goes back to the creating of the environment, right? So yes. you're doing that to create for yourself. So to you, Jesse, like I ask, in a sea of people, right, that everybody is trying to get noticed on social media. Everybody's tagging. Everybody's doing the, the what to know is about tattoos and their reels. And now it's to the point where like I go on some artist's page and I have to sit through a reel in order for me to see the tattoo. When I just want to see the tattoo, bro. So in a sea of people that are doing the same thing. So to me, like if I, if I put it into perspective, right, that's like, like you were saying earlier, there is a tattoo shop within 10 minutes, right? A whole bunch of tattoo shops within 10 minutes Inst or, or Instagram or social media itself to me is you taking all of the tattooers and putting them in one tattoo shop, right? So when you have a a billion dollar like corporate um, industry how do you stand out now when you have a million people sitting in the same shop you know what i mean so what do you recommend like to stand out in those situations so i'm glad glad you brought that up because i was going to steer this conversation a little bit that way um something a lot of shops don't do or don't do well or individual artists is actual paid marketing I mean, a lot of shops will boost the post here and there, but they won't run actual ads through like the ad manager. They won't run ads through actual, at least done well through Google advertising. It is so insanely cheap to get so many eyeballs on yourself, your shop, even in a place like New York. I mean, yeah. I think we're getting <clears throat> consultations for you guys at like $21 or something in Manhattan. Like I walked down to the Brooklyn Bridge I can't even tell you how many tattoo shops I found. Yeah. Like yeah. So many. Right. An insane amount. Right. Mm -hmm. But advertising and doing it well is, 
is a game changer. And again, like I said, everybody boosts posts. There's a lot more to do. Um, is it okay if we kind of go into that? Yeah, absolutely. Are you asking me? Everybody? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you um, may proceed. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. Do any of you guys still use paper waivers when somebody gets tattooed? No. no. Not anymore. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. You, oh. I'm a yes right here. <laughs> okay. They, we'll see. They're, 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 they're back in the old ages in the, in the shop I'm at like, now. <laughs> yeah, damn. You're capping. <laughs> you must be capping. No oh, man. So I can tell you, still about eighty-five percent of shops do. I mean, we talk to a ton of shops. It's it's kind of nuts, uh, especially the day and age we're in. But and I'll bring this back around to advertising. Um, there's so many cool things you can do with a waiver that's online. One, you're getting all that person's like information. You can send them emails. You can send them texts. There's, and we can go into that. But what you can also do is when you build up a good list, Meta will allow you to upload that into their ads manager and all of your ads, you can have it market to people that look like your past clients. That is one of the most powerful things about Meta advertising. Whoa. It will build an audience that looks like the people that have already been in your shop. That's cool. So even if you do like, uh, geometrical or ge- geometry the geometric yes sir mm-hmm. um uh traditional anything anything in any circuit i mean if you do tattoos with people that are like bigger they have sleeves like i don't know if you guys have seen the social dilemma yeah 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 facebook meta google they all know so much about us that it's it's a little bit it's well, creepy it's, it's creepy. ominous yeah. Yeah. it's super creepy but if it's going to make a, a, a list of you that look like your past clients, it knows everything. So why would you not use that and have it serve the ads or have, have it serve ads to the people that look like your past clients? It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Um, so what, that's one of the best things you can do. I've probably talked to like four shops that do it. And the tattoo industry is kind of in this crazy place where, Almost any other industry that's the size of the tattoo industry is already doing this stuff. They've been doing it for years. This is this is basic stuff. The tattoo industry is is fairly far behind, which is great when it comes to you guys running ads. Right. Because it's not that competitive. Now, ask me again in five years when this industry doubles. I think everything we're talking about is going to be standard procedure. But right now, you're being an early adopter that's, that's starting to do this stuff. Right. So then, so it's an ever evolving thing then i'm assuming right because now now that people are listening to this podcast and a whole bunch of people listen to this podcast they're going to start doing what you just said and so now again we're in a sea of people right and so we're going to have to come up with the next thing that's that sets us apart in this digital world so that we stand out again and then everybody does it so it goes and then like, so it's just a constant right there's a yes it, it's a constant right. adopting right. of new techniques new yeah. technologies and new approaches if you get stuck your joy's just gonna get passed yeah that like, is you're neat. gonna drown in that seat you're gonna drown right. in that seat dude like right. if you're not <clears throat> constantly trying to use new tools that are at hand that you're gonna fall behind that's why like just as simple as like Hey man, just you don't have any ideas of what to post. All you think is like, oh, I'm gonna just post just a photo of my tattoo. That ain't enough, my guy. Like what you said earlier, I wanted to answer that because you said of like, you know, I want to, I go to an artist page and I have to sit through this reel to see the tattoo. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know what? Instagram ain't a portfolio. Instagram is a way for me to acquire new clients. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my portfolio. It's a way for me to acquire new clients. Okay. What acquires more clients? Reels. Other than photos. Photos mm-hmm. do well with your existing followers. Mm-hmm. Reels do much better when you're trying to reach to new followers. That makes sense. Yeah. Plain okay. and simple. That's yeah. why you soon you see so many people focused heavily on reels. On reels. If you want to balance your page out and you want it to be a combination of like, I want this to be slightly portfolio-y and part use it to get new clients, mm-hmm. then you want to have a mix of like some photos and some reels. Right. Because you're right. It is annoying when I'm just trying to look at a tattoo and I have to sit through the whole fucking thing. But guess what? You just fed my algorithm trying to sit that, sitting on that. Right. Thing. You're trying to watch that tattoo. Right. So it served its purpose, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. so it, it does so, work. Annoyed both parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, also remember, you are looking at things from a tattooer's perspective. Right. And that's the hardest part for tattooers to break that mentality of like, you're looking at things from the tattooer's perspective, not from a customer's or a client's perspective. And they look at things very differently. Mm, right. You know, like uh, something fair. as simple as like, well, I don't, I, I don't want to show my face on Instagram. Why should that matter? It should be about my tattoos. I was like, guess what? People, when they come in, the, it feels more comfortable if they've seen your face. Yeah. Like one thing that, uh, you know, was good about going on Ink Master is that all of these people feel like they know me a little bit more. Right. You know, I built rapport with a shit ton of people yeah. without me knowing them, but they feel like they know a little bit of me. Yeah. You know? So it's, it makes it a little bit easier now for them to be like, reach out because they're like, I feel like I, I connect with this person. So mm-hmm. if you can do that in a micro way with your Instagram page, with people that are on the fence about getting tattooed by you. So they're, they're just going to follow you and they're going to see what you're about. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes a lot of sense, man. You know, and little yeah. things of like, you know, this is going to sound wild. Little things about the music choice that you put into your reels. The, the, you, the, the things that you post about your hobbies, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're doing like, like if you do fishing tattoos and they, people see that you're a fisherman, they were like, that guy's fucking real. He actually does fish. Right. I fucking love to fish. Yeah. I want to get a fish tattoo. I want it from a, I want it from a guy that actually does fish. Yep. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Shameless plug. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm saying it because people want to connect with people that do their shit. Dude. Right. You know, as simple as like the people that do anime tattoos. Imagine if you did anime tattoos, but you didn't watch any anime. Yeah. I want to nerd out. We want to nerd out with our clients. We want to nerd out right. with your clients. Right. Like, oh, dude, what did you watch this one? Yeah, I watched that one. Dude, I've heard this so much. I'm not a fucking nerd, but I I hear them <laughs> mm-hmm. saying this kind of shit. <laughs> he said, I'm, like, I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, dude. But I hear it. And dude, it sounds so good when I hear two people connecting on what they're passionate about. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to find whatever they're. So, you know, find your, find your tribe, you know, yeah. and it, you're going to find people that you're going to connect about this stuff. And you're going to be like, oh man, yeah, I fucking watched that thing. Thing was sick. Did you watch this one? And they're going to, and that's great. That, that, that creates a bond and that creates more of like, oh man, that person leaves and they felt like they made a new friend. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard something today that actually might help. I mean, not in the short term, but maybe as everybody could learn from this and then maybe you won't be in the same position that you're like, I don't want to fucking sit through a 60 minute reel just to see the tattoo. So uh, I listened to the social media marketing podcast and today's episode, there was a girl who was on there talking about 
how to market yourself on Instagram. And one of the tips that she said was that everybody should put together a strategy for their posts that they have three types of posts. And then I just interpreted this as like do three a week, one of each type throughout the week, right? And there should be a, a type of post that is an attraction post, a type of post that is a nurturing post, and then a sales post. So the attraction post would be the real, where it would go on to like, if you're just scrolling through, you're not a follower of this person, and you see something that was like, whoa, that's really cool. I really want, like, this is just engaging. I want to I want to follow this post. Like, something that's really exciting. And then that gets all the people to start following you. And then you do the nurturing post. And the nurturing post would be the type of post that would just be like your gallery. So it would be the tattoos, just like a single post, not a reel, just a post or a carousel that would pretty much cater to the people who already follow you, who want to see your work now. Okay. So th- that would be you right there who just wants to see, like, I want to see the tattoos and just do a post or a carousel, a couple of slides. And then the third one would be if you if you have a product to sell or if you're trying to sell your service as a tattoo artist, you would do a third type of post and it would be like a sales pitch kind of post, maybe using ManyChat like we were talking about before. Yeah. But I think that was fucking un- phenomenal to think of like, schedule and strategize your your week as these are the types of posts that I'm going to do every week so people can expect something. And then if they don't want to sit through a reel, but they like my content, they have the option to just look at okay. my portfolio. Mm, for real. True. Okay. I think the last kind of post that I would add to that is something that doesn't have to be every week, but you need to put a little bit of you in there. A that's personal. Going, that, so that goes in your stories. That's yeah. in your stories. That's you your know, stories. you can go that on your stories where you're like, oh, this is about me. This is what I'm about. This yeah. is what I do. It's where I post so, my raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever it is that you do that you're into, man, like share that with them mm-hmm. because I feel like that's, that's something that people are going to connect with. So yeah. thirst traps and stories. Got it. Not just friends. <laughs> I mean, depends what you consider a thirst trap. But. Yeah. It depends on the person. Depends how you roll. Well, that's how you roll. Instagram I mean, world. Get ready. How far are we in right now? I'm taking a camera with me when I go fishing. 57 minutes. You know, but that's where you're going to. Yeah. That's, that's where you're going to get my outfit videos. <laughs> in my stories. So, yeah. all right. So we're an hour in. I don't want to cut off this memory card that has not a lot of space on it. Mm. It actually has a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. You can like, see it from that. Okay, it, it it started out at like seven hours. It oh, could go up to seven shit. hours. Shit, nice. that's the audio. I'm talking about your video. Oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I can check it. Actually, I can't check it. Right. Never. Mind. I mean, usually an hour is about twelve to fourteen gigs. So okay, cool. Um, let's start. Uh, Jesse, I feel like we haven't talked too much about your specific company and brand. How can people find you? Let, actually, start from the beginning. What what what's the name of your company? Who do you cater to? How do you find these people who you need to who you're trying to market to? And how do you, how do you do your job? Yeah, so we're Inklink. Uh, we work with tattoo shops that typically have three or more artists because at that point they have some processes in place. They they're we've tried to work with single artists before. It doesn't work very well. Um, we do a lot of Google advertising. A lot of social media advertising. I know we talked a lot about organic stuff today. What we do is on the paid side. So I know there's a lot of shop owners that I talk to and artists that don't want to do the whole algorithm. I'm going to do this. And like, it's going to change in two weeks kind of stuff. You either have time or you have money. You have time to do the Instagram stuff or you have the money to spend on paid advertising. So that's what we do. And our whole thing is like 
getting impressions, stuff like that, that, that's great. But we want people calling your shop. We want people filling out a form to get a consultation by you. And again, with, with how it's, with where the industry is, it's, it's very easy and I would say affordable, um, especially when you look at, hopefully if you have a good uh, lifetime value of a client to have that done. If you have a shop, especially if you're a commission base, like if you're booth rent, you know, I think artists at that point, you kind of kill what you eat. That, that's on them. If you're a percentage and you're going to make more out of that, if your shop's doing better, we're the kind of people you want to work with because we can bring those people into your shop. Cool. Is there a way to, I'm sorry, can I, can no, I still ask questions? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so is there, is there, sorry. Is there a way to to track what you do as far as conversion rates? There is. Oh yeah, 100%. Holy so shit. Okay. how we work is we actually build out a landing page separate from the website, doesn't mess with the SEO, anything like that. Okay. That are question all the time. Um, and when somebody calls your shop from the ads we're running through the landing page or fills out a form, it's going to say it's coming from us. Nice. So okay. you know exactly, like we want you to know the return on investment you're getting. Right. That's the biggest thing. Right. Like, Cause I've worked with a, a, a couple mm-hmm. of other marketing people and there's no ROIs no. whatsoever. No. They're like, yeah. look at how many impressions we got you. Like, right. Cool. That doesn't how mean many it. people were right. in my shop? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's a Good big shit, big part of it. Dude. It's confidence so, too. Exactly. Yeah. I know that your formula is working. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's awesome, man. Yeah. And we work out of whatever shop, like no idols. We work out of your ad accounts. That way you can go in there anytime and actually see the metrics for yourself. Dope. Like we're full transparently. Yeah. And we're, we're pretty good at what we do. Good shit. I was That's texting nice. Jesse this morning. And if we have the room on the <clears> card, <throat> we're going to do a separate after show about what were we going to talk about? E-commerce. Oh yeah. E-commerce. Right? <laughs> e-commerce. So, um, but the reason why I brought that up to him is because I, I said to him, I was like, man, I, I've seen the emails that come to no idols that directly come from Inkle. Yeah. Like, I know that his marketing works. And I see how many people are coming directly from his service. So um, I asked him, could you help me out with some e-com marketing? Maybe do a whole separate conversation with that about, because there, there's, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of shops who sell products, who artists who sell prints. So that could be a totally new conversation that we could have if we have time for it in the after show. But we got to check that out. Yeah. Or kind of what we were even talking about, someone going to a website, getting the flash yeah. and then showing up to the shop. Yeah. Exact yeah, yeah, same thing. That's what we Because like there's so many, you know, creating the the experience of like you have a walk-in that comes into the shop. They look through a flash book. Oh, I want to get this one, you know, but how can you create that just online so they could go from just finding the shop online, seeing the flash online and then booking it and coming into the shop to get it tattooed. Love that. Mm-hmm. Dope. Mm-hmm. All right. So that'll be in the after show. That'll be in the after show, guys. Well, Hell yeah. Speaking of the after show. The only way to get the after show is if you support our Patreon page. And in order to do that, you have to go to patreon.com slash honest tattooer. We really, really appreciate everybody who supports our show. But I was thinking about this today and I always, always thank everybody who supports our Patreon page. But if you don't support the Patreon page, that's okay too. Cause we really, we really appreciate everybody who watches the show, and most importantly, engages in all the conversation on our Instagram page and our YouTube page. Um, that is just as important to us as anybody else on our Patreon page. So a huge thank you to everybody. And Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, really means a lot. But 
as always, we do want to thank our latest patrons who jump onto the podcast uh, Patreon page. And I I have my computer off right now, but I got to look at it because I forgot the guy's name. Hold on a second. Can I jump in real quick and say something? So we teach everything we do to anybody that wants to learn. Um, we put on free webinars every month. We do a handful of seminars at conventions. They're always free. Um, kind of the same thing. We, we just want to teach tattoo artists. Like you either have time or you have money. If you don't have the money, but you have the time, come to one of our free webinars. We will show you exactly how to run uh, Google ads, Instagram ads, build a landing page for your shop. So cool. Very yeah. cool. Sick. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So Bradley Pritchard is our latest patron to jump on. So thank you very much. And it, dude, it's amazing that every week, just about every week, we have at least one new person jumping on the Patreon. Yeah, and that's it, it's incredible. And I fuck yeah, man. It, it, we appreciate guys, that so much. Amazing. Yeah, thank you so much because like without that, we wouldn't have this new soundboard and this sounds. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for that. And we appreciate all your support, all your messages, your DMs. You know, we try to get to them as much as possible. And uh we always appreciate all of your questions that you share because sometimes we make shows based on those. Yeah, absolutely. Um I really like, so actually we got a good, a, a good amount of feedback about our ending recommendations last week. Yeah. Let's keep that going. Oh yeah. Got anything new to recommend? Oh man. Shit. Oh man. Uh, recommendations. What? Like randomly? Just random. Anything you've been watching, reading, listening to oh. YouTube shows or whatever. Any, anything that Did you we do came that across last this time? weekend. Did we do that last Yeah. Time? You talked about the Japanese stuff that you've been watching. Oh yeah. Right, while you guys are thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out. Uh, I started reading. It actually goes good with this uh, episode. I was I started reading or listening to an audiobook called uh, "Sales Badassery," and it's really cool. The guy who wrote it, he just he took. I think it's called like "Sales Badassery," the no nonsense, whatever, like kick ass book of sales or something like that. I'll I'll get the exact title and I'll put it in notes or whatever mm. but his approach and actually john this is really funny his approach is uh he's like i take no shit i'm gonna i'm gonna curse in this book like he's just really just down to earth kind of like fuck you kind of guy and a lot of this stuff that he talks about is like the way that you dress he's like dress to make dress pretty much dress to impress right? dress like, to impress and he talks about how he runs these companies and he's always dressed to the nines he, he's out in like nevada and like las vegas and like 120 degrees and he's always in a suit and he's like sweating his balls sharp. off but he looks sharp and all of his employees are like in khakis and like a, you know it's short sleeve shirt yeah a bunch of he, bums he called yeah basically he's like you guys look like losers and that's why I'm at the top because I'm, <laughs> I'm dressed good and yeah. you guys are losers oh, and he actually crazy. says that in the book yeah that's good. but yeah I mean he, he it's a really it's it's funny because he's just like he's just so raw he's just raw yeah but Sean well, I was laughing when I was listening to this because he was saying he was like you know what else? He's like people who say you know after conversation after a sentence. He's like they're idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's my no, biggest thing. I say no. you know all the fucking time. <laughs> totally call you out. I know. But yeah, uh, uh, sales badassery by Frank uh, Rumbuskas or something like that. Sales badassery is the name of the book. It's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Cool. Uh, okay, my suggestion uh, is music. Music. So I've been listening a lot to. Uh, Scott Walker and also the Walker brothers. And it's funny because these guys were, uh, they became pop stars pretty much in the seventies in England and they're not British. 
and their last name isn't Walker and they're not even brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all about the importance of fucking marketing. Mm. Get that straight, babe. That's 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 it. That's just good marketing. You know, and, and listen to their stuff. It's pretty fucking cool. If you like uh, really moody and kind of dark sounding kind of ballads and music. I played some stuff today and I was like, what the fuck is this? It dude? was cool. Yeah, it's I cool. Bet. It's yeah. cool. It creates a mood. You know what else I like that you, you played yesterday? And it, it didn't it didn't register to me as the genre that you called it. You called it Swedish metal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't it. was like I was expecting some like, I don't know, some like like heavy, something. not even heavy, but. No, you have sometimes you hear like that like European metal is just like has like a darker sound to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, this was like it was cool. Kind of remind me of like I don't know, yeah. That's, and that band is called Goat. Goat. That's right. Goat. That was cool stuff. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. It sounds like something that like when I hear Goat, it sounds like they're like getting ready to do a sacrifice in like the forest or something <laughs> See, like I that. I didn't get that vibe at all. Oh, that's totally what no. it sounds like to me. I'm like, yo, these guys are dancing around a fire wearing like like brunes and shit. I, I, it's funny, but like I was the exact opposite. Of that. Like I was in my mind, I was picturing like a modern ABBA. Like that's how I was picturing that. So you were thinking Swedish metal. It was sweet-ish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's different. Yeah, it's, it's the same, but different. But it wasn't metal at all either. Yeah, it's not metal. It's kind of like hard rock. Yeah. I would say it's like more yeah, like hard yeah. rock. It was cool though. A lot of bass. Nice. Yeah. Slap it a bit. Slap it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Uh, Thanksgiving on Netflix. Have you ever been scared of Black Friday and how scary it could get? That's a good movie. Okay. Thanksgiving on Netflix. Yeah. I'll try to watch that. Yeah. How's, it good, how's that watching that movie going to like? Uh, I don't, it's not very level. motivating, but if you're a horror movie buff and you like horror movies, Knock right. yourself out. So basically, decompress. Decompress. Right, <laughs> Jesse, you got something. What do you got? Because I do love a good horror movie. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willings. If you are a shop owner and you have employees, it's a must read. Or really, really good Audible. They The authors uh, read it themselves. You can get all that emotion out of it, but highly suggest. It is the one book I've read probably three times and listened to probably another four over the last six, seven years. Highly recommend it. Cool. I, so now that you said that, I want to I want to give the proper title to this book because I, I botched it so bad. So it's called Sales Badassery, the one that I was recommending before. Sales Badassery, kick ass, take names, crush the, t- the competition. <laughs> That's okay. wow. nice. Yeah. All right, Gabe, what do you got? Uh, oh, this one's good. This one's real good. All right, you want to like go from here and go here. <laughs> just, just a little bit just a little bit you guys ready yeah yeah go for it if you could dodge a wrench <laughs> dodge a ball <laughs> that's awesome. it if that's you, it dodge. leave nice. I love it um, so since this is a marketing uh, episode um, I would suggest that whoever is in Central Florida gets tattooed at Fallen Sparrow Tattoos. And if you happen to be in um, the tattoo industry and want to go to my convention, it happens, well, it's mine and my buddy Andres Aramillos. Um, it is September 2021 and 22. I'm going to have the uh, the Honest Tattooer yeah, we'll be uh, podcast out there. And sure. uh, everybody come by. Yeah. Have some fun. 
Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the episode also, but uh, just a second recommendation since we're on the marketing episode, the social media marketing podcast. Every week they have a new guest. They talk about anything social media. A lot of times it's a different social media platform that they're covering. Uh, this week happened to be Instagram, but they do Facebook. They do Instagram, they do YouTube, and whatever guest they have is like their specialty. So mm. definitely great. Have a good one. Tattoo marketing podcast. That's ours. <laughs> that's great uh, okay. you know, uh, man that's a good one. I, I think yeah. it's amazing that there's you know so many things that tattooers want to get good at but they don't use all of the tools that are out there yeah. to really push themselves they're not dodging that wrench they are not dodging <laughs> that fucking wrench Dude. And, uh, and I hope that you guys got something out of this episode and I hope that if anything you feel a little bit more motivated to step out of your comfort zone so you can start mm-hmm. helping yourself, your business fucking grow. That's all I got to say. Beautiful. Yeah. See you guys later. Thanks. Thanks.